Hi, everybody. I'm Steve Goldstein, and thank you so much for taking the time here on the Goldie on Ice podcast. We are presented by SIDES, which is a foundation helping children and family in the battle against pediatric cancer. You know, I know David Lister personally. He puts in so much of his time, energy, and effort to help so many that need it. SIDES helps to fund and fight children's cancer. You can find Dave Lister on how you can contribute and help out and donate on Facebook and on LinkedIn. And brought to you by Ken Marr. His bottom line is Ken, a personal friend of mine, been with the podcast since the beginning. He's just one of the best people I know. That's the bottom line. He's now a senior vice president at JLL, a Fortune 500 company. Ken specializes in industrial properties. Four decades in the business, so we appreciate his support here on the Goldie on Ice podcast. Let's get right to this episode. Seven down, nine to go. Are you kidding me? Hello, everybody. What a run this has been for the Panthers. Another game, another win, that six in a row, a franchise record. Another overtime win, that six straight wins in overtime over the last three years for this team. And game three, incredibly, was the first ever playoff overtime win in the Panthers' current arena. The last time they won a game in overtime at home was 1996. They are rewriting all of their record books for playoffs. And incredibly, they are now that team that they've run up against so many times. There's so much to unpack uh, on the podcast here. Game four is coming up Wednesday. Uh, The Panthers will try to close out the Maple Leafs in stunning fashion. Four in a row after winning the last three against Boston. Just an incredible run. Uh, by the Panthers and so many contributors on this team but two guys really three the mainstays the guys that at times have been criticized for different reasons Sergei Bobrovsky Aaron Ekblad and it's amazing he ever gets criticized but that's okay Alexander Barkov Bobrovsky's playing the best he has as a Panther Aaron Ekblad has clearly sacrificed his offensive game and is just playing great defensively and still factoring in with a couple of setup goals last night in the game three win, including the game and the game winner in overtime. And if you think about what Alexander Barkov's done now, Bergeron, Krejci, Zaka, Coyle, Tavares, Matthews, O'Reilly, Alexander Barkov, the last 10 games has had to be the Panthers' horse in the middle. And he just plays a selfless game. And that's the thing about Barkov and Ekblad. And this is what happens in the maturation process as players. This is why you stick with guys that are great team guys and highly talented players. Because it gets to a point in the career where they don't care about the numbers anymore. They've got all the numbers. They've got all the accolades. It's time to win. And both of these players are just doing everything it takes in order to win, regardless of points, goals, and all that stuff. And by the way, Barkov's still picking up his points because he's so good. And, you know, in Game 3, he doesn't get on the score sheet, but the job he did is much more valuable than if he had a goal and an assist. Uh, He did set up that tying goal by Verhage with a great play in the offensive zone. Didn't get an assist because it went to Mahura and Gudis and then the shot. But... Those three guys, the Panthers need them. I mean, in the salary cap world, they're making most of the money, and they have just come up huge. And a guy like Anton Lundell, 
I think Paul Maurice deserves a lot of credit. There was some tough love during the season. Lundell was struggling, moved over to wing, bouncing around, and here he is, a hard-nosed playoff-type player, and he did not have a point up until the third period of Game 6, and it really hasn't stopped picking up points since. And how about Etsu Losterin, and this guy's a heat-seeking missile. So the Panthers right now are cooking with three excellent lines. Uh, if they get Ryan Lomberg back, just adds a little bit more. And the schedule is set up perfectly with the two days off. And it's just a historic run. And Panther fans deserve it. The arena the last two games, Game 6 against Boston and Game 3 against Toronto, have been electric. Yes, it's been mostly Panthers fans. You can tell Mitch Marner that when he said it's all Toronto fans down there anyway. Not really. Plenty, which, you know, that's South Florida, um, which is great. I think it created a great atmosphere in that game. Leafs fans are on point with the Let's Go Panthers chants. And then during the clap, they had the Go Leafs Go chant going. But the job the Panthers have done on Nylander, Tavares, uh, Matthews, um, and Marner has been nothing short of spectacular. It's incredible. And give head coach Paul Maurice another guy that, you know, people were getting on during the season. And, hey, when the team doesn't win, you know, it's all fair game. You know, the coach, the highest paid player, the stars, the star players, they're the ones that are going to catch the heat. That's what these guys sign up for. Uh, it's professional sports. But, you know, what Paul Maurice was preaching for the last seven and a half months, eight months, about the playoff grind and how hard it is, and it doesn't pay to make it if you can't win once you get there, it, this team is playing that style. I mean, you've got the, the Leafs and the Bruins, players and coaches, coming out after games and it's almost like they're resigned to the fact that they just can't get it done I mean the Bruins kept talking about that Panther four check and how the Panthers create turnovers and now the Leafs you know Sheldon Keith, their coach first thing he says at the post game press conference is we can't get to the middle of the ice these guys are doing such a great job of packing it in and that's helped Sergei Bobrovsky I mean he was phenomenal the best two games he ever played as a Panther were games one and two in Toronto game three he made the saves when he had to. Uh, he had no chance on the two goals. But they, they were one and done. I don't know if Bobrovsky had to make one rebound save in Game 3. He did a good job swallowing up pucks for the most part. And when he didn't, there was always a defenseman there to sweep away that slot. And literally, it's been 25 years that Panther fans have been looking for players and a team together that could do that in front of the net. And these guys are willing to do it. You know, another guy. How about Mark Stahl? Who would have thought this guy would play every game? He's played all 92 games. He's a warrior, obviously. You got guys 15 years younger than him that are flying around the ice. He's holding his own. Uh, he's not the player he was 10 years ago, and he was just off the charts as a defensive defenseman. But he's still doing it. He's doing it with smarts. He's doing it with guile. And remember, Brandon Montour is able to have that freedom to fly up and down the ice in part because of Mark Stahl's responsibility, hockey IQ, and his predictability back there defensively. So it is remarkable that this team is clicking the way it's clicking. It has been a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, they've got to have that killer instinct to put the hammer down and put this thing away on Wednesday night because as the Boston Bruins found out from the Panthers... Um, 
you know, the last thing you can have <laughs> is a big lead and you let a team get a little momentum because, hey, let's be honest, these games, some they, they could have gone either way. You know, it's a save here, it's a play there. Obviously, game three goes to overtime. Um, so, you know the Panthers will be motivated to get this done, get some more rest, and then await the winner of the outcome of the Toronto or the Carolina Jersey series. And it's incredible to say from where they were six weeks ago, two months ago, three months ago, await the winner to play for a shot at the cup. Just incredible by this Panthers team. All right, please take a moment, listen to a word from our sponsors. We'll be back tomorrow with more. Um, with frequency is picking up here on the podcast. Appreciate y'all listening and subscribing, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Time to take a moment out to tell you about something very important, the fight against pediatric cancer. And we're doing that through SIDES, the SIDES Foundation. Sydney Lister at age 15 battled Ewing sarcoma, and she beat it, and she's doing great today. Out of that struggle came SIDES, a foundation formed to fight pediatric cancer, to help fund children's cancer research, and help South Florida families with kids fighting the disease. Dave Lister is Sid's dad. He's in charge of SIDS and does so much for those families. So I encourage you to help out. Check out SIDS on Facebook, their Facebook page, S-I-D-E-S. Everything is on there. Or you can also call this important number, 954-594-5763. That's 954-594-5763. 5763 help us help Dave Lister and help everybody fight pediatric cancer and help out families that need it through the Sides Foundation. Well, I want to tell you about Ken Morris cuz he's been 33 plus years in the business, a stand-up guy and recently joined JLL as a senior vice president. Now, JLL is with number 185 in the Fortune 500 list and Ken specializes in industrial properties warehouse and manufacturer. He handles complex transactions. And the bottom line is, and I know this about him, you're the most important asset. You know, he takes care of his clients. That's what really drives him and keeps him in the business. And he absolutely loves it. He works with Fortune 500 companies and startup companies as well. So any needs that you possibly have, I could tell you this, Ken Morris is the guy. And he's been nice enough to support this podcast right from the beginning. So He's also got a pretty keen eye. Give him a call, 954-240-4400. That's 954-240-4400 for Ken Morris.